Hey guys, this is the Straight Dope Podcast. This is going to be the last one for the year. What we're going to do is kick off season two in January. And I wanted to send off here with a conversation with my buddy, Dan. And it is not about marksmanship or shooting. I wanted to give you a heads up. It's about moving and it's about the idea of keeping yourself functional and the idea of keeping yourself healthy with a positive mindset. So you're into that. This is going to be an episode that you're going to be totally into. I do get requests from time to time about exercise, diet, health, that kind of stuff as it relates to the events that we like to do and the things that we have done and continue to do with our lives. So I thought this would be a cool episode to end the year with. Now, on the subcast side, we have a couple episodes still coming. Uh, probably the most concise and best wind methods available on an episode. It's about an hour, but it will probably make you more efficient and capable of managing the wind. Um, it's a compilation of the best, most functional uh, methods that are out there, which is pretty cool. Um, and that's going to kind of wind the year down on the subcast side of it also um if you're not a subscriber then you don't have access to the subcast but to get it you just have to go to riflegraph.com and get yourself a subscription you get metrics you get emails and you get a private podcast for subscribers only which doubles and sometimes triples the content that we put out every week because similar to the straight dope podcast answer questions and talk about ballistics and shooting specifically on there and I answer user questions directly by uh, feeding them what they're asking for since they are supporting the project. So you want to support the project and get more specific, detailed, focused information, uh, then jump over there and your voice will be heard and answered and uh, catered to. Now. If you need stuff, I always send people to milehighshooting.com because they're my local gun shop and they are big enough and have enough of a supply chain that they can always get what you're looking for and get it out the door to you as quickly as possible. Whether that's reloading, whether that's factory ammunition, whether that's rifle components, optics, you name it, they have it and they're able to get it to you very quickly and efficiently. They have sales and discounts all the time. They support major matches all over the country. They support law enforcement and military. I haven't really been to a match recently where they haven't had stuff on the price table. It's not uncommon for them to have rifles on the price table. In fact, uh, we talked with Jacob Bynum on an episode here recently and his brawl. I've been at his brawl when there's been an AI ATX from Mile High on the price table. And... That's not unusual for them. So if you're supporting the companies that support the individual shooters and the shooters outlets, then Mile High is the company that you want to support because they have all the stuff and they support all the things that we like to do. Now, if you do like to go out at night, uh, AccuFire at AccuFireTech.com, uh, they've been 
pumping out more night and thermal optics. Their digital optic selection is increasing and you should go check them out, see what they have available. The, the affordability of their stuff is um, hard to argue with. And I know people have been having fun with them locally and at the night portions of competition dynamic matches. And if you like to get out in the evening and hunt pigs and do whatever you do at night in the dark with these kind of optics, uh, they're not a bad option for you to go check out. So check out activefiretech.com. And um, that's about it. Next year, we've got all of our unconventional skill assessment courses at Fort Morgan published on riflecraft.com. We also have the Cameo Mountain Assessment class in May. We've got a joint class with CR2 shooting. If you go to CR2 shooting, that's in March at Cameo shooting facility and a number of other things. Now there's other stuff in the pipeline and in the work. Some of it I've announced to subscribers and some of it not, but if you wanna see what's available or you wanna get involved with other projects, uh, go to riflecraft.com, get a subscription and see what is happening. So uh, without uh, further ado, here is uh, my conversation with Dan. All right, so I get so I get tons of questions about health and fitness and I think that, that that topic alone is really scary to get into. One, because social media marketing makes everything kind of seem intimidating and weird. You know, you got dudes eating liver and, and, and walking around with no shirts on. And then you got other dudes doing various stuff. But so I think back to like my circle of people, you know, and you're, you're my, my circle of people. And when I think like, what do my people do? that allows them to make a goal and accomplish it. And, you know, you're, you're constantly on that list, but, but what makes you very unique is that you help people in all walks of life get more active. And, and so it's not just, you know, I think that like, if, if, if I took your life story, you're, you know, you're like the kind of guy that if they made a movie about you, like Chris Helmsworth would be the actor that played the role as you. And I think that could be intimidating for people because they, you know, they see you, but, but they don't realize that you, your whole life has been about accomplishing all sorts of seemingly random, but incredible feats. And one of those themes and connections is being healthy and maintaining the ability to be mobile and adaptable. So if, if you know, because you, you're not a, a, a central figure in the competitive or, or shooting world, um, will, will you just kind of give a, a really quick and raw kind of background that, that shows like you're familiar with firearms, you're familiar with athletics, you're familiar with accomplishing all sorts of random tasks and goals, and then that'll establish listener credibility, even though I wouldn't have anybody on that I didn't think was at the top of all that stuff. And then we'll get into some specifics. Yeah, so uh, let's just start a clock here and run on. So, uh, Dan Skidmore, I uh, joined the Air Force straight out of high school. Uh, I was an athlete, played basketball, cross country, ran track, uh, you know, lived for team sports, and then found myself at the end of high school and didn't really know what I wanted to do. So, you know, young guys with no direction. Hey, join the Air Force, take on the hardest thing that I could possibly find. And uh, that ended up being combat control. So basically uh, the guy on the team that does all the air traffic control and then all the air to ground interface. So that includes like dropping bombs, uh, 
telling aircraft where to land, infill, exfill, and you're just another guy on the team. So on the SF team or the SEAL team, uh, and then we do some unilateral stuff as well. Um, but through that pipeline, man, it's, it mirrors all the rest of the special operations pipeline. So it's, it's really physically demanding. You got to be in great shape. You got to be able to swim. You got to be able to ruck. You got to be able to move out and problem solve. And, uh, and then once you're kind of built into it, then you start getting your combatives and, you know, you're shooting and, and building that base um, to get you out there and get you prepared for war. Um, so I joined in 2006 uh, to about a two-year pipeline. And then after you're set on that, man, you're just hitting a bunch of training while you're on the team. Um, stuff that all the guys are familiar, you know, with mobility. You're going to shoot, move, communicate. And, uh, and that was my life from 2006 to 2015. Uh, I did two trips to Afghanistan, two to Iraq, uh, hit uh, middle of Africa, went down to Haiti and did all the air traffic control for the uh, earthquake that happened down there with a, with an awesome team. And so I had a, a really wide breadth of experience, uh, both in deployments, but also in training. So I, I finished up uh, supporting the Delta Force. Uh, I mean, if those guys really existed, that's probably who I was hanging out with. And uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, dream job. And then uh, came time to you know transition out. Uh, at nine years, I was either going to stick around and stay in or get out. And I chose to, to punch out and focus on business stuff and, uh, and the other like competitive exercising and, uh, you know, building out the next level of my evolution, which has been, you know, commercial real estate and, uh, and other little entrepreneurial ventures. So, man, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, you know, just getting after it in all capacities. Absolutely. And, and like, even that, that, all that was awesome. And I think that, that, that nailed it on the head really quickly, but it, it still falls short. Like we, we've, I've literally been like, damn, we're going climbing. We go climbing. You pull it off. No problem. You're like, Hey, you know, I, I'm flying, I'm flying out of here and you're involved with a force blue project, which goes and scuba dives and, and repairs damage, uh, of uh, uh, reefs. Um, you're involved, you know, all, all, the whole time, you know, raising a family and traveling around, um, and anything that we've wanted to do, whether, whether it was in the mountains or the ocean or, or, or cliffs or, or rivers, swamps, and, you know, like you're ready and able to do it part, partially because of your background. But I think, um, because you're adaptable and you're adaptable because you have no physical limitations and, you know, you've trained that by, by moving. So what I was hoping that, um, and, and like, you know, I mean, obviously like we've got a, a long history together. Uh, we, you know, we play, we work, we did all sorts of, of things together, but you're instrumental in my entry to the shooting world too. So like, despite the fact that you're coming on as a, as a, um, you know, for, that we're focusing on, on moving and fitness, like you are a very, very good uh, firearm user, I guess, because every, every system and platform you're familiar with and able, able, able to do it. So you understand, shoot, move, communicate, you know, yeah, and I think that, that is a, uh, exactly what you said, you know, we kind of pride ourselves as the jack of all trades, master of none. And, uh, and you gotta be able to keep up with whoever you're running with. And so I got a lot of experience 
while I was in, in the service um, and a lot of different, you know, touches on things. But I always, even from the beginning, like one of our first really hard schools is air traffic control school, where you're learning how to, you know, sequence aircraft in a, in a you know, 5D environment, basically learning how to do this. And I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. And it was, all, it was like, you know, collegiate level stuff um, and concepts. And I really focused on, hey, I'm just going to square my body away and be as strong and as physically capable as I can be so that I don't have to worry about that. And so I've kind of let that be the, you know, the, the baseline for everything I do, because I never want to have my physicality or my lack of strength or my lack of you know, conditioning or if I lack some flexibility, that could be that you know, if that becomes the focus, we've got a problem. And so that's the... That's my justification for training hard, um, not training all the time, but training, you know, in smart ways and just being consistent. And I've made that a part of my life uh, to, you know, shore up that side of things. So when other problems arise where I have to like study down more on climbing or if I need to brush up on, you know, uh, this or that, it's easier because now I don't have to train into that modality. You know, I don't have to train my body because hey, we're, we're already right there and we're at, you know, the 90% marker across the board you know I, I just retested all my powerlifting numbers and i haven't been like competitive powerlifting or competitive strongman for oh man since like 2016 to 17 time frame and i'm still at about 90 percent and even maxing out like stronger than i was then um on some level but you know that that just speaks to like the capacity that you can maintain at a certain level, and I'm, I'm not unique to this. I think that people can get this, uh, you know, you can own that 90% and then train into it if, for whatever goal-specific thing that you want to take on. Um, but it has to be a priority for you. You know, if you want to be well-adaptable, that's a that's just a skill set that you can, you can work on that. You can build that. Uh, it just takes time and, and effort. So... I imagine that there's people out there that are like, man, that sounds good. I'd be psyched about this, but I don't know where to start. Yeah. That, that's something that I struggle with telling people. And so I had a podcast that I put out a few months ago, just telling people to start moving every hour, just do movements, nothing crazy, just, you know, a little bit of movements every hour. But I imagine that. And, and then, then I reached right out. I was like, damn, man, we got to talk about this because you know, how do you get people in a way where, where they're going to start feeling better over mm-hmm. time? And it's not extreme, you know, they're not, they're not going like crazy and, and maybe they're not feeling, uh, you know, as bad as they were aches and pains start to go away. Like, well, what do you think is a, a really good introduction to movement that somebody could start? And I love the idea. I, I love the idea of setting just a timer and being on the hour. I call that the frequency method. And so that was something that I did in training is like every hour, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a capacity at a job, maybe where you're in school or you're, you know, tied to a desk, well, set a clock and every hour you just knock out a big set of pushups or you take the stairs instead of taking the elevator. Man, I, I can't tell you the last time that I took an elevator um, and even to the point of like hanging out with Dom Rosso. I don't know if you've connected with Dom, but uh, he's got Dynamis, tax, uh, Dynamis Alliance and a bunch of really cool stuff. And we were at this conference in LA and we were staying on like the 29th floor. Boy, that was intense. And uh, that was a no quit moment for us. You know, it was like, hey, up and down a couple times a day. But uh, yeah, just moving, like you said. And then I'm a big fan of, 
I'm a huge component of strength training uh, because I feel like your return on investment is really high on that. And, and if you can start into it, it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to be like bleeding from your eyes, but just straining against something for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes and, and not necessarily like uh, constantly, but pick something up three to three to eight times. It's stressing you out a little bit more than like just walking. Now, if you're sedentary, just get, you know, just getting those steps in, having your clock that says, Hey, I got to get 10,000 steps a day. Okay. That's baseline. Uh, but like, Building in that time throughout the day to where you are going to have a little bit of intensity because that stimulus, it it changes your mechanics and, and all the way down to like what you can handle. You can handle more stress if you can give your body those, those micro um, little shocks of like, hey, oh, damn, that was heavy. I got to adapt. Um, and it doesn't have to be crazy long, you know, just 20, 20 30 minutes. Um, and it can be super effective. You just have to, you have to balance it with everything else you do. And, and the biggest thing is not doing too much too soon. Uh, and then too heavy. That's how people get hurt. Right. But if you're you know, the kind of guy that just needs more action, well, set those, make it hard for yourself. You know, don't, don't take the elevator, be active, find a, put, put a little extra weight in your ruck, you know, that you, you, you might be carrying around for your everyday carry. Um, don't be lazy, you know, don't sit around. So, yeah. All right. So not only do you move and do a lot of stuff, but you're super big on maintenance and, and taking care of your body. Like with, with, um, the wrap, the compression stuff, you've been, you've been, um, you know, targeting areas that you need to work on. You know, I, I, you know, we're, I'm tracking your, you know, every, every time, you kind of redirect and get new interests. I'm tracking like, okay, you know, I can see where you feel like you need more support or more maintenance. And, and I love that about you because you know, not only are you doing stuff, but you're making sure that your body is healthy in other ways too. So like in addition to all this stuff, right? So people are starting to move. Maybe they're doing some calisthenics every hour, maybe, you know, once a day they, they, you know, get out of breath or they pick up something heavy a couple times. Um, in addition to that, you know, what, what are some areas where you see people chronically starting to tighten up or, or areas of the body that start to um, need more attention in terms of like stretching, massage, pressure, um, you know, wrap, any, any kind of uh, uh, maintenance stuff. Yeah. So being an air force guy, like I always go back to like maintaining the, the, the fleet or maintaining your machine. And, uh, and so that's extremely important, right? What fuel do you take in? Uh, what's your recovery plan look like? And then what's your body maintenance look like? So um, I, I've got a quick acronym. I'll run through it. And I use the term CREAM. So it's, uh, I'm a big fan of compression, rest and recovery, uh, energy work, aqua aminos, and then mobile mindset. And, uh, and so you break all all five of those things down. Uh, one compression has, has been shown. You wrap something up, uh, you move through a range of motion. You can actually increase your blood flow, increase uh, healing. And uh, it's almost like a, a, a tourniquet, right? At, at a certain level, uh, but not necessarily, you know, you're going to feel that. Um, there's a lot of different modalities out there now, almost blood flow restriction training. So if you're familiar with that, 
Uh, but that's just the tool. And then rest and recovery, man, like it, it boils down to how much time you are head to pillow. So if you're not sleeping right, you're not recovering, your body's not uh, getting that HGH on board, and you're just going to work yourself in a deficit. Uh, and that can play a huge role on impacting your hormones. And so as, as we get older as an, uh, you know, an athlete, an operator, it becomes more imperative that you optimize all of those things for your recovery. Um, so, you know, just taking a, even a couple days off, but you got to sleep, right? It all comes back to the sleep. Uh, energy work, you know, that energy is, so, you know, whether it's vibrations or positivity and mindset, uh, saying the right thing, talking to your water before you drink it, like, thank you, I love you. This is nourishing, like some woo shit like that. Uh, but man, like having a positive mindset and, and working through it has been shown to help you heal faster. And so um, that's an extremely important part of my game. Aqua and aminos, you know, hey, that's staying hydrated, eating optimally, and uh, and we can get into that for days. But if you're not getting the, the proper nutrients and fueling, you're, it's not a matter of when, it's a, or if, it's a matter of when you break down. And that's different for everybody, but you have to you have to know what's right and, uh, and and play around with it. And then a mobile mindset is like you mentioned walking, right? Probably the best mobility thing that you could possibly do. Just move and move through the full range of motion. Um, I do stretch. I'm not a huge. I'm not going to be like Chris Way. You need to stretch more because you're inflexible. And I think there's a lot of other things that you can do um, than just given the blanket prescription stretch, I don't think stretching is necessarily damaging, but you know, just getting like getting mobile, right? Turn over, lay down, stand up, go for a nice long walk, walk backwards, walk sideways. Um, all of those things can do way more benefit for you than like, you know, bend and reach kind of stretching. That's my, uh, that's my take on that. That's awesome. I follow this guy, uh, Peter T. I don't know if you follow him, but he, he talks oh, about course. aging and, uh, he always talks about aging and then, and then he's into the, the idea of the centenarian, the, the, the centenarian decathlon of, of saying like, look, when you're in your nineties, you, your, your strength will have deteriorated over the decades. So in order to do the things that you want to be able to do in nineties, like you want to pick up your grandkids or great grandkids, you want to be able to like get off the floor. If you're laying down on the floor without assistance the strength metrics and the mobility metrics required there actually are, you know, pretty decent physical standards at any age that you, you track them back to. And, and, and I started thinking about, oh, holy crap, like I'm halfway through my life now. And I wonder where my standards are across the board here, because I do want to be able to pick up my great grandkids and, and be able to walk up the stairs without a cane and be able to, you know, do all these things. And when you look at the deterioration uh, of strength, um, it, it all traces back to the idea of strength training. Uh, almost, almost all of it comes back to strength training and then the cardiovascular fitness so that your resting heart rate is low and, um, you know, that, that, that BO2 base, but, but really the, the strength training aspect of that is what really stood out to me is that, that this strength training standards are, they're not nothing. 
at my age, yeah. like, you know, a, a, you know, you know. I, I use my grandfather as an example of this Richard Skidmore. He, uh, he's going to be 90 this year. And every morning he gets up and goes for a walk and observes de- deer and, uh, and turkeys and just takes it all in. But he's, but he's always on the move. And uh, I just saw him a couple months ago and he could pick up my kid and like, you know, walk with him. He's still super active and, and like, just maintaining his movement, he's been able to maintain his independence. And he stands up and he does trunk twists, right? Because that's like the number one reason why you're going to put your parents in a, a nursing home is when they can't twist and wipe their own ass. And so that's like super important to have that thoracic mobility. And you keep mentioning strength. And I think it's, it's, it's incredibly, extremely important to like separate size versus strength. And so for like longevity, uh, I think it's been proven now where you don't want to get too big. And, uh, and you see that with guys, you know, at the far end of like the strongman guys where they're just massive dudes. And some of that is like drug induced as well. But, you know, it goes back to that like extra medium uh, size, size of guys that do really well at, at operator courses or, you know, endurance races. But you're not carrying around a whole extra bunch of tissue where it's making you work way harder, but you can still be really strong uh, with having a smaller frame, right? So big isn't strong, strong is strong. That's a, that's a huge point that I think I try to get across to everybody. Yeah. 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 Because strength, so much of of strength is just recruitment of your nerves and and training your nervous system is different than just putting on tissue, right? You know, the, the, that nervous stimulation, but that takes a lot of work. I mean, the, um, so what are some of your favorite kind of calisthenic type? Because what, what I don't want is to have people thinking like, okay, I got to buy all this crazy equipment or spend anything more than, than I have to to kind of get started. What are some good strength training kind of exercises that people could just try? Um, you know, I mean, knowing that like we're not their physicians, but, but, but you know, assuming they're healthy enough to be able to do this, what are some good strength things that, that could start them on a path of, Hey, I'm going to try this every day and I'm going to do this every so often and, and, and just kind of keep a record of what can you yeah, do? So I do three movements. Whenever I start working with anybody new in my like uh, small group of guys that I train, I use three movements. One, the, the burpee with a lateral step or jump over an object, typically like six to eight inches off the ground. It could be a barbell, it could be a sandbag, whatever. But you know, the capacity to get down, get up, and get over something, it's never going to go out of style. Uh, so I do you know, 50 reps as fast as you can. Um, that's test one. Test two is stepping up onto a box uh, with a backpack on. Okay, so that's going to test your unilateral lower body strength and, uh, and then some stamina in there. You could go for a, a lot of reps or you could just do, you know, 100. Uh, but I use, you know, a standard 100 reps. Let me see how you move, right? And that's going to test uh, your balance on side to side as well as your spinal strength. And then the third thing that I, I have guys do is, hey, let's see how many strict dead hang chin-ups or pull-ups you can do. And if you don't have the pulling power yet, just hang on to a bar. And uh, and so it's been shown a lot, and I, I know we've talked about this extensively, but just dead hanging from a bar is extremely good for your shoulder um, you know, rehabilitation, but also that grip strength uh, is a huge indicator of your overall health. So uh, those are three really easy tests that I do. 
burpee with a step over, uh, step ups with a, a backpack on or just holding some weight, and then a dead hang, a uh, pull-up test, or just hang from a bar for as long as you can. That's awesome. I, 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 I've kind of, for a long time, been a big fan of like the Ido Portal, and, and he, he recommends like accumulating a certain number of minutes, like five minutes of just hanging from a bar a day. Like just, you know, this is something that's good for you, decompresses your spine, and it's the kind of thing that, that, you know, is often overlooked by people like, okay, I could do squats or, okay, I could do pushups, but, but, but the hanging from a bar element is something that's often overlooked. And he recommends like, you know, if you can only hang for 10 seconds, that's great. You check off 10 seconds and you accumulate five minutes of, of just hanging from a bar. You know, you yeah. could do it at one hang, you could do it as a hundred hangs, but, but, you know, throughout the day, like just make that a goal, you know, finding something you can hang from and, uh, and hang there. And as somebody that, that spends a lot of time, like, you know, with weight on my arms, uh, you know, I really appreciated that of, of like, okay, cool. Cause you don't hear that very often. So I like that you threw in uh, strict pull-ups and chin-ups and you don't have to do that many for it to start to anchor your shoulder girls. Um, Absolutely not. Which is pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Now, how, how about food? Like I, I usually shy away from that because I tell I, I, I've always been on of the mindset that first you got to do stuff before like the food is going to make a difference for, for the goals, but it'll, it'll speed up your recovery. It'll, it'll do lots of great things, but sometimes you don't see that because it's lost in the signal, the noise of not exercising at all. Like you're not going to eat healthy and all of a sudden be fit. Right. So you, you got to do stuff first. But well, I would I would almost disagree with that, right? Because okay. if I, if I can get you eating optimally first, then your body's going to start getting in a, a good position, and and you're going to be able to adapt from anything that you're doing, even if it's less. So I would say if your if your diet is squared away, you don't have to do a whole bunch of exercise. I mean, maybe then yoga is the perfect exercise, and you're going to get jacked from doing yoga um, if your food is right. But if you're doing a bunch of, you know, exercise first and then your weight and then your diet is crap, you're not going to see those results as quickly as if you square away the food first. So I always prioritize, you know, I'm a, a protein first, right? Uh, eating enough fats uh, and then carbs per your output. So if you're, you know, you should match and I'm not, I'm not a keto guy, uh, real quick. Like I've never seen anybody besides guys that have medical issues, like maybe like multiple sclerosis or, you know, there, there are outliers that do really well on that. But, uh, most of the time I see people go on a keto diet and crash a bunch of weight and then something falls off the bandwagon. They go on vacation. They couldn't maintain that lifestyle. And then it all hits them again. Um, so I'm a big fan of like, you know, balanced meals and whether that looks like uh, a 40, 30, 30 percentage, uh, the zone diet is really good for, you know, getting uh, quantities of food, but just eating, you know, real foods, not eating a bunch of trash. And, uh, and, and if you can dial that in first, you're going to see better results from the training that you're doing. You, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love when people are like, well, I don't totally agree. And, and then, and it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, but it is the harder it's thing cool to hear. It, it, it is hard. very hard. 
it's it's the harder thing to manage uh, because yeah, it's easy to say, hey, Chris, wake up and go for a twenty minute walk. Check right. Then it, then like the cooking part is difficult. The acquisition is difficult. Uh, the the you know the quantities. So I, disi- being disciplined in your eating is actually more challenging. But I think the return on investment is uh, you're going to see gains faster. And uh, and so that's my take on that. Awesome. Yeah, just man, it's, it's some of these topics. They're so hard to. Um, they're just so hard to have conversations about, especially ones that that you know people are going to listen to because there's so many attitudes about it. And I think a lot of the attitudes are from media, and when you follow that media back to, um, you know, I, I like to trace modes of thought back to a source and and. And as I trace it back, like, what are those sources actually doing? Like, if, if the answer is, well, they're just getting wealthy, like, that's not the same thing as, as they're accomplishing a wide variety of, of goals that they choose to do. And it's like, okay, I want to follow the people that are accomplishing goals and then see what they're eating and then see what their exercises, because, because, um, you can hear a lot of stuff like, oh yeah, I felt really good. Well, what, what'd you do that, you know, how did it change and what, what? how did your standards change after you started to do this stuff? And, and, and then, you know, it's like silence, you know, like, okay. And, 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 and so like, what's awesome about like all of our friends and all of our network is that like, you know, if if we call somebody and we're like, you know, what, what's been happening, you know, they're surfing all the time or, you know, what's going on? Well, you know, they're still working, but they're still physically able to do their job and they're still, you know, doing things and, and so on and so forth. And you have kind of channeled, you know, your curiosity and like exploring like what your body can do, what your mind can do. And if, 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 if taken a, a real interest, like, you know, almost like, you know, you're my, my little excursion in, into the, the precision rifle shooting is, is like paralleling your excursion into the jujitsu world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you, what have you noticed from your lifestyle and, 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 you know, your whole life history? What have you noticed as you've entered that, that study, that program of study at, that separates you a little bit from some of the other people that kind of come in and then disappear and then come in and disappear or, 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 or is that just not fair to even talk about? But, but I'm, I'm really curious about like what motivates you and you travel around and you work with different, different experts and you seek them out. And what are some commonalities that, that you find amongst that group of people that, that you have with them, but from, you know, the, the, path that you've been on you know for the last yeah that's a great question so one i'm going to say you got to show up right on a, on a regular basis and the more days you can check into work and either you know put your kit on or put your gi on or and tie your belt up like you're you're suiting up and you're ready to train and so the more frequently you can do that the better off you're going to be and then i, I also take like study days so so still showing up you got to put in the work and then studying the craft. Um, I, you know, I, there's so much information and content available now that being underprepared, like you have no excuse. And so many people are trying to deliver, uh, ideas and share whatever their knowledge is. And you just have to absorb it and then practice it. And so I think that's, 
Um, it goes back to my military training is like, we're always going on TDYs. We're always seeking out the best shooters, we're bringing them in. We're, we're going uh, on trips. We're going to hire these guys to train us this skill. And so I think for, for myself with like jujitsu is I always want to be, you know, I, I'm going to take study time and I'm going to take 20 minutes a day and watch these techniques and then try to apply them. Uh, and then if you, if you can get into a, a class, great. If you can get physical with somebody else, excellent. But if you can't, you're still working it over in your mind and you're still kicking the, the rock down the, the road, essentially. Um, but it takes showing up, right? And like not putting it on the back burner and, and letting things get in the way of that. You know, if, if you really care about it, you're going to show up for it. And uh, and for me, like with jujitsu, uh, one, it's not really fun to get your ass kicked. Um, because of your lack of knowledge of something, just like, you know, if you're on a range and you're like, ah, well, man, that's his 1500 meters. And I'm not confident to take that shot, um, because my skill set isn't there. So I'm not going to pull the trigger. Well, what? Like, no, train to that next standard. So you can, uh, so you can take that shot as opposed to, uh, not taking it. And because of your lack of preparation. Um, and it takes some time, sometimes of, you know, getting your ass kicked in the gym and it still happens on a regular basis to me. Um, but you know, those are little eye opening moments that say, Hey, I, I need to, I need to study. I need to show up. And, uh, and those are the, the two number one, two things for me. And are those, are those like, this is kind of a rhetorical question, but, but the, the attitude of the experts that you're seeking out now are they similar to the experts that you've sought out in the past for other skill sets? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, guys like guys that stick around are good dudes, right? Like, you know, even in shooting, uh, typically like if you're, if you're there for a long time, you know, if you're committed to the craft, you're, you've got some level of discipline, you've got commitment. Um, and so anybody can be like a, you know, to, can suit up and just like, Hey, I'm here. Right. And, and then you, you get a lot of fall off there and that you see that after like a year or two years of training to where you get to a point and then it's like okay well then there's uh you know a huge decline and then the guys that keep going and uh and so i have i think there's definitely parallels in that in the in all communities then i think that that's where you know when things get hard um you know people either branch off and say hey i want to do something else or yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna explore this more and, um, and, and yeah, I think that goes for a lot of different disciplines. Gotcha. All right. So I'm going to kind of recast, I'm going to backcast a little bit on, on some of this stuff just to circle back to make sure we didn't miss anything. So, um, you know, we, we brought up the frequency method for people that, that aren't super active to try to just start getting moving and trying exercises. So you're trying to do stuff, little bits throughout the day, but one, one session a little bit harder than the rest of them and focused on strength, balance, that kind of stuff. And then trying to get like a context for your diet and sleep, right. Um, to create the discipline that will provide that kind of structure that'll get you just more active and moving more. And then as that increases, what, what are some cool, fun kind of outlets or options that, that you see people kind of moving into, um, to, to get maybe inspiration um, 
you know, I know jujitsu is, is one that, that I hear, I hear about a lot and watching you, I think, I think that looks, you know, fun and interesting, um, and, and pretty overwhelming in terms of, of its ability to kind of suck you in and make it like the thing, uh, to do. What, what are some other things that, that the people that you're, uh, coaching and, and connected to, what are some other like kind of fun physical things that people kind of get sucked into and, and, and increase their, their kind of physical output and, and exploration of life. You know, it, it's all of our favorite things, right? Uh, rock climbing, surfing, uh, backcountry, mountaineering, getting out, getting, doing hard things. Uh, anything that like, you know, we've got all these skill sets that are, that are making you more dangerous and, uh, and, and, and feeling like you're exploring that capacity to provide for your family right? Or protect your family and yourself. And, th- and for me, like, you know, whether it's hand-to-hand combat or reaching out and touching somebody from a mile away, whether it's, you know, a bad guy or a, a huge elk that you're going to take down and eat, um, those those two things are, are relatively similar uh, capacities, right? Martial arts, if you would. And then all of the rest of our activities that we're balancing it with are just making you feel more connected and enforcing that balance aspect, right? When you're surfing, you have to be in the moment. You have to be paying attention. You've got to be connected to the board and to the wave. And it's like an external vibe, but man, you got to be present in that. Same with rock climbing, right? If you're not, you're taking a fall and that's bad. Uh, and then, you know, in the back, like taking the long walks, right? Being outside where it's quiet where you're disconnected, where you're, you know, it's, you got 50 pounds on your back and, and shit, my knees are hurting, my ankles are hurting and, and I feel alive. Um, all of those things. And it could be simple, something as simple as like ripping around on a skateboard, you know, or like I've really enjoyed uh, just riding my mountain bike, not doing any like crazy rides, but just like getting out and, and being connected with a, a lower intensity physicality as well, where you're adding in balance. Um, that's been, that's been, uh, you know, the yin and the yang to, to, to my process there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I like that you bring up connection because it's not only you connecting to the moment, but, but also connection to the people around you. Like, um, you know, I noticed that, that, um, one of the connections that, that we have here, you know, in my family is man, when it's time to cook, like man, what a great way to connect. Like you're chopping vegetables or you're doing stuff together and you're, you're connecting and you're pre- like preparing that food. It's really easy if you get fast food or go to a restaurant, you know, you're talking about whatever, but, but you're not really bonding by doing stuff together. And I think that, that like one common thread amongst, you know, me and my network of friends is that like, I, I can't say like, oh man, yeah. Like, you know, Dan, and I spent some time together and we didn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, the instant, if, if we don't jump in a car, the instant we get together, like we're, we're doing something and yeah. we're bonding over, over that, what, whatever, whatever that, I mean, whether it's climbing a tree or, or whatever, like, you know, we're looking to do stuff together and bonding in that action is really important because, you know, I think we're, you know, we're, we're tribal creatures, right. Or we're pack animals and a lot of like that, that nonverbal communication, that we have is body language in action, not just, not just, not just text. Right. I mean, it's nice that we could connect like, I mean, shit, we, you know, we're, I don't know, 8,000 miles apart now, but, 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 uh, but we could, we could connect, but I know that, that like, you know, if, 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 you know, if you, if you knocked on the door 
this evening, you know, my guess is like we'd either go to a climbing gym or we'd just, you know, put on a jacket and go for a walk. Or, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't just be like, let's go to Burger King. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah, that connection. Or, uh, or watch but uh, and another thing is like watching somebody else do something, right? And and that's a big difference between my tribe and a lot of other tribes is like you know, take the World Cup, for example, right now. It's big. It's going on. Uh, Morocco, you know, uh, Dima from Morocco, right? Uh, they're kicking ass. But, like, I'm not interested in watching other people live out their dreams. I want to, even if mine is at a lesser extent, not on the world stage, not getting paid a million dollars, like, I want to be experiencing that. I want to be tasting the food. I want to be playing, even if I'm playing the video game, I don't want to watch somebody else's experience. Like that's, this is my trip and I want to share that with the other people that are involved. And so turn your TV off, right? Like, man, go celebrate awesome stuff that people are doing because it's, it's, it's great. But man, like if you're not the, the main star in your own movie, then maybe you should reevaluate that and like, um, and, and live for it. That's that community is huge and I don't want to be hanging out with a, a bunch of folks who are just watching uh, on the sidelines of life. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And you can turn that around at any point in your life. Like you could literally, you'd be 70 years old and just say, you know yeah. what, I'm getting out. I'm going to start, you know, getting after it. And, and sure. you see that. all that, all that entertainment is always going to be there. You know, you can always t- tune back into it. But uh, the more time that you spend, like, you know, if I, if I know every player on uh, this collegiate team that's going to rotate out next season anyways, like, that's a waste of my bandwidth. And, I, you know, I, I encourage everybody to kind of, you know, live their own, live their own uh, story, right? Get into it and, uh, and, and taste those flavors because, man, this is, this is the one shot that you get to have. Yeah. 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 Man, that, that, that's awesome. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't have said it any better. I think that, um, watching, yeah, watching isn't, isn't the thing. You just got to get out there and, and do it. And well, you know, and it starts with just moving and, and doing it and just being a part of your life. That's much more active than, than just, you know, what's happening in your, between your ears. You know, a lot of people are daydreaming about what they want instead of actually like living it out and, and I think that becomes a scary proposition and, and really like you could just get up and start doing air squats You could get up and walk around the block and you could get up and just start doing random stuff. I, I think, um, you know, we, you know, we're, we're both parents and I think that we're doing that with our kids too. Like anything, that, anything they come up with, my answer is let's go do it. Like, let's go try it. And, and yeah. that's how you figure out, you know, all my kids are different and, and, and all of them have interests that are different than my personal interests, but they develop that interest in those niches by bringing it up. And we just went and tried it. Like, you know, you want to try this? Let's go try it. Like, I have no idea. Or, you know, I, I don't particularly like you mentioned mountain bikes. Like I, I, you know, I got hurt, you know, years ago and, and my low back doesn't like mountain biking. But, you know, my kids were like, let's go mountain biking. I'm like, let's go mountain biking. And, uh, yeah. you know, they, they, they like it and they'll ride up and there's a track here by the house and they'll, they'll zoom around and do that. And, um, you know, how, how do you know if you haven't really just gone out and participated in it 
to, to, to know whether you like it or not. And, and the best way to do it is, uh, you know, make sure that your body, your mind are capable of taking that step. And, and, um, that man, that that's freaking awesome. So what's next, um, in, in your jujitsu path? Uh, well, I mean, my, my life path is, uh, my jujitsu path is I'm training three to five days a week, um, learning as much as possible. And, and really that's like my, that's my Masogi, right? That's my 10 year, like, Hey, I'm trying to, I want to be a black belt in, uh, what, by the time I'm 40, um, we'll see if that's possible. But you know, the, the thing is, is part of that whole journey is prepare, being prepared for yourself, but also bring others along. Right. And, uh, and eventually teaching. And that's kind of like been, uh, a parallel with everything else that I do too. Cause I, I like to instruct at some level, even if it's, I want to teach you how to do a better air squat or teach you how to move your shoulders so that you don't hurt. Um, and so I've really enjoyed that, uh, training that side. And then, you know, I got my little guy coming up, so we're going to be into everything, you know, he's, he's one and, uh, and I'm, and I'm going to fuel that curiosity. And so, for me, it's like, that's a personal goal for the jujitsu thing is getting to the top of that mountain, but also just continuing it. And, uh, and it's something that you can do for life and then bring other people into it, uh, for everything else. Like, you know, we got our business set out here in Morocco. Uh, we basically have like a, an awesome safe house for people that want to come out and, uh, experience this culture. So North Africa, uh, it's amazing. Moved out here three years ago. It's safe. It's chill. It's super affordable, and uh, and it's totally different than you've ever what you've ever seen before. Um, I've really enjoyed the experience here, and uh, and it'll continue. And then you know, similar thing anywhere we go, whether it's like with endurance training or you know hard events that we're leading or we're taking a part of. And I'm in it for the adventure, and I'm uh, just gonna keep keep pushing it and uh, and having fun. So what are what are some um kind of leaving final kind of bits of advice for people that, that, you know, want to be more active um, and, and aren't yet. Yeah. If you're just go do it, you know, I was listening to Jocko earlier. I was trying, I'm training this uh, young guy. He's like the top jujitsu guy in a uh, teenager in Morocco. He's a 16, 17 year old kid and uh, he wanted to get stronger. And I was, I kind of introduced him to this Akira the Dawn. It's like remixes of inspirational guys. So he's got like Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, David Goggins, Jock Oates. But, you know, it, it just kind of like filters into your brain. And, and one of the things is like, hey, what do you, whatever you want to go do, like, and just go do it. Like you're going to suck probably when you first start um, and, it, and it's going to be hard and it's going to hurt a little bit, but just, just go try it out. Find somebody that, uh, that you can either, you know, that will help you along, find a mentor in it and, and just get cracking away. And if it's physicality, if you need some, uh, some guidance in like what to do, reach out to me. I'm happy to, to help guide anybody along the way. And, uh, and like, Get in your own game, right? That's the that's the biggest thing there. What what's a way people if they want to reach out to you? What's a what's a safe way for them to send you questions? Uh, Instagram, DanceKidmore11, or uh, Facebook, you know, Cadre DS Delta Sierra, um, or you know, DS at goruck.com is my email. I'm available all the time. You know, like I I think 
like you said, this is awesome how we can just connect, you know, even thousands of miles away um, and hopefully connect to even more people than, than just this conversation. And hopefully somebody gets a little bit of inspiration or something out of it uh, from a little tidbit that we said. But man, just like start a conversation, right? I, I slide in, I, I send messages to, to all my heroes or people that I want to learn from. And, uh, and most of them want to help, right? That's, People just want to build their network and, uh, and force multiply. So just send a message. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I think that just go do it is, is probably like the best, the best line ever. Like, like literally that's all you have to do is just go do it. Like if, if somebody says like, Oh, but, 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 but like I, those people, I, 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 I slowly drift away from. And, yeah. and I, and I gravitate towards people that, that for sure, if I told you like, Hey, we're going to go do this when you come out here, you'd be like, all right, awesome. And, and we're going to go do it. Not, you yeah. know, and, and, and I think that, that I, I can't think of anything that I've ever done that really honestly didn't just start with, we just went and started doing it. And, and that, that's, that's just, that's where all good stories. And that's where, you know, the highest level of skills come from is, is you just freaking just go do it. Yeah, and the thing is with that is uh, like when you start doing it, you're going to run into other people that are doing it as well. And you're going to find people that are better than you. And those people that are better than you are probably going to want to help you out at some level. Like you're either going to say, hey, how'd you do that? And you're going to learn immediately. But if you're not, if you never start, it's like push it. It's like my truck broke down uh, a couple of weeks ago. Right. I was on the side of the highway and it wasn't even a highway. It was even worse. It was like, you know, kind of like an off ramp. It was a shit situation, but nobody helped me push my own truck until I got out and started pushing my own truck. And then I had three dudes running to help me. So I just had to start and then people were going to want to help you. And then your, your skill set's going to improve exponentially. Um, so man, like, Push your own car. Get started. Let's go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that was freaking awesome. I appreciate, I appreciate the time and, and it's fun just to connect and do this. And I'm glad you, you, you got onto here and I should probably be, you know, I'm probably going to get more questions than ever. And so we'll probably have to get you on here for a repeat one and we can talk about other shit too, but, but uh, yeah, I, I really want to thank you for, for, for being on. And, and even though this is kind of a niche podcast, I, I am trying to reach out to, my buddies, especially the ones that were instrumental in the path, you know, and, and are kind of always coming in and out of my life. It's fun to touch base and see what people are up to because all of the skills that people get doing whatever come back and, and then get shared anyway. Right. Like, uh, you know, we can all, we can all share that experience together. That's cool. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate Thank it. You appreciate much. it.